Hello, today I'm here with Tero from Four Sigma Foods. Hello, Tero. Hey, hi, hi guys, how are you doing? I'm very good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. good. Greetings from the Philippines. Yes. <laughs> well, actually, your company is Finnish. It's a Finnish company, isn't it? It is, it is. But we're um, all over the world trying to find the best food for people. So uh, we have a company in Hong Kong, company in England as well. So uh, we're I don't, know if it was, I don't know if it was you that told me this, I think it might have been, but somebody told me the Finnish have the highest um, intake of superfoods per capita in the world, is that right? Yeah, that is, that is <laughs> apparently a fact. And also at uh, Google Trends, if you want to check it out, Helsinki is the most popular city in the world to search for superfoods, like over San Francisco and other places. So it's kind of a big, big thing there right so now. Have you any theories as to why it's so popular? I mean, uh, Nordic countries in general have been close to herbs and uh, natural healing for a long time. Some of the, the best stuff even grows in our own ecosystem. But I think eventually it comes down to just certain individuals who have really been passionate about it for a long time. So um, so I guess that's it. Yeah, but everywhere in the world there's individuals who have been passionate about it and that doesn't mean that everyone in that city is, is taking it. So it must be something else in the Finnish character that makes them particularly open oh. to new trends, do you think? Maybe. maybe. I, I mean, we're, I think we're conservative to new stuff, right? But uh, maybe the, the tough winter, you know, it's, it's easy to get sick. I mean, if you're really healthy even, your immune system, the lack of sun, you really need to think about this stuff. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh, Maybe that also has opened people's eyes to a lot of stuff. And especially the ones at, in the beginning which grow in our own ecosystem. So first people got excited about them and then later on other stuff came. So It's interesting because it's really popular in Iceland as well. And Whenever I talk about going to Iceland quite a lot and people are always really surprised because I think they imagine to do raw foods you need the Californian climate. But obviously both the Finnish and the Icelandic people are proving that assumption incorrect. I mean, you have to be creative to eat raw foods because of the of the seasons, but at the same time, the stuff that grows in our country is it's really strong. I mean, for a plant or a mushroom to survive in our climate, it has to become really nutrient-dense. Right. Right. Sample the berries which grow in our ecosystem are just, I mean, just wonderful. Right. Yeah. So when did your company found? When did you start it? So we started uh, with this group. We started in 2010. I mean, um, through my parents, I've been in kind of natural foods, natural healing since I was a kid. At least uh, I've had my own organic bunch at least 22 years. So they put me into this hippie school um, and collecting plants and herbs. So I kind of grew up with it. But with this, with this uh, group of guys and girls, we've been uh, since 2010. So... And your main product is a medicinal mushroom product. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So we are all about holistic health. And, and you can do a lot of stuff in that sector, right? And we've been consuming products ourselves. Um, so wanted to do something different. And, and then two things we found to be kind of um, looked upon is, is medicinal mushrooms and their benefits. Not a lot of people know about them. And the other one is bacteria and so fermentation, that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. And we've been really passionate. I've been into uh, medicinal mushrooms now eight years, really hardcore. And, and I found them to be kind of one of the best kept secrets in the industry. Uh -huh. So it's just uh, tough 
for people to consume them. So we make these instant drinks. Um, a lot of the medicinal mushrooms, I, we can talk in detail later, but um, they're tough for our body to digest. So you need to extract them somehow. Yeah. You, you use hot water. So they're not like reishi or chaka. You cannot eat them. They're not raw per se. You really need to do a hot water or an alcohol extract. Yeah. And, and usually to do a proper extract, it will take several hours. I mean, even the full night, you need to boil it. The full, you need to really boil it hours and hours and hours. So what we've done, just pre-boil them for people so they can just uh, pour that hot drink, uh, that, put that powder into a hot beverage or just hot water and they're good to go. So, so you do four, is it? Four. Uh, yeah, four of those products right now. So you got um, chaga, lion's mane, reishi, um, cordis, and cordyceps, right? Which are the main four mushrooms, right? So do you wanna? Uh, well, first, where do you source your mushrooms from? Well, basically depends. So there's never one answer. Yeah. For example, chaga is originally only grows in the northern hemisphere, including. Canada, Russia, but in Russia is really the place it comes from. Yeah. So, actual healing for Jaga is Russia, and for a lot of these mushrooms, they really collect um, toxins into them. So, um, you say they accumulate or even hyperaccumulate heavy metals and radionuclides. So, you really need to collect them from uninhabited areas. So, our Jaga, for example, comes from really isolated areas in Siberia. Whereas uh, for reishi, it's really from the from the Chinese ecosystem. Really, that's their with ginseng. It's really their number two most or most precious things. So linchi, say. So our, our reishi goes uh, in in China. So it always varies a bit, but um, um, these are the top two. So as an example. Yeah. What about lion's mane? Where does that come from? That also comes from um, from. Um, Eastern part of central uh, from uh, central China, so that would be a uh, Hangzhou area. I mean, um, for us, the mushroom knowledge in China is just overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, they, they've been using them not just well medicinal purposes as well, but for example, lion's mane is a very common meat substitute in Asia, as it tastes really delicious. So oh, as in mushroom. Yeah, but because lion's mane is one of the edible ones. You can you can eat it. I mean, uh, same as shiitake. Even though I would prefer cooking them a bit, even though I'm I'm into raw foods. But it, with the mushrooms, are kind of exception because of the absorption. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go through. Let's talk about lion's mane first of all, because that's one of my favorites. I do love the flavor of lion's mane, and I do put it into savory dishes quite often, just because it has this nice kind of earthy, meaty flavor. Um, I presume it's called lion's mane because it looks like a lion's mane. Do you know? I mean, most of these mushrooms actually have several names. So, um, so really, uh, they they are often um, the Latin names are, are because of their genus and other stuff but then they have they're often called what they look like and lion's mane yeah it does kind of look like lion's mane and, and but a lot of them have different names but um yeah lion's mane is named for that so if we rewind a bit roughly in the world according to experts there's like 1.5 different 1.5 million different species of fungi wow we we've discovered roughly 140,000 150,000 of them uh, nobody really knows the exact numbers 
Um, from those, what we've discovered, we found that roughly 270, maybe 300, it's arguable, have medicinal properties. Right. Most of the medicinal properties are linked with our immune system. Uh -huh. So these polysaccharides, especially these beta glucans, which are basically the food for our immune system. But there's few exceptions that have really unique benefits, and lion's mane is one of them. And the thing here is, it's been shown that the lion's mane um, supports the nerve growth factor production. So uh, the nerve growth factors is a part of a family or group of proteins um, which uh, serve to promote the health and the normal function of the brain and nervous system. So it's really for the brain nervous system and this is really um, this is really something special like um, other mushrooms at least to my knowledge um, are not known to have similar similar benefits so it's also good for the immune system but it's more like a brain brain food and uh, to reproduce these injured cells brilliant and let's talk about cordyceps because that's really interesting as well isn't it yeah I mean, this is again uh, really something that has something unique. So, cordyceps is is not typical mushroom. So it really um, it's like um, it grows on on animals or some other like mushrooms. Like um, um, what's the you have the insects insects, but also what the what does the French love the the mushroom truffles, you can grow it in truffles Oh yeah, as well. truffles, yeah. But in general, I mean, um, it, it's different from the others as it's not like a typical mushroom as, as, as per se. And uh, in most of it grows wild in, in the Himalayas in over 3,000 meters. So it's kind of really uh, tough to collect. It, it, one, once wild harvested, it's probably the world's most expensive food. For a long time, it costed more than silver. Wow. So it's kind of like very unique for that. And what's the benefits of it? So the traditional Chinese medicine says it's really good for the, for the lungs and the respiratory system, for the kidneys. Um, clinical studies show that it improves the VO2 max of an untrained individual, right? 9 to even up to 15%. So basically the maximum oxygen intake you can take. And for me, what I've noticed is that it's like, it's great, really great for people who love coffee for two reasons. So one is it gives energy without stimulating. It's what you call adaptogenic. So it helps your body adapt with stress. But it really, because it boosts your amount of oxygen you can get into your body, it really gives you energy in a natural way. So getting more oxygen into the body will energize you without the need for something like, like coffee or other stimulants you might have. And the other one, it really supports our uh, adrenal health. So like many people do when they drink a lot of coffee or they live the Western lifestyle. They get adrenal fatigue. So cordyceps is amazing for that as well. So also helps with the immune system, but it really helps with um, recovery, sport performance, um, Chinese say it's helped with <laughs> sexual desires as well, but I think that's mainly due to the fact that you just get more oxygen, you're more energized, you're more, you have more vitality. So, and it it doesn't. I mean, it I wouldn't say it tastes like coffee, but it has a kind of similar taste, doesn't it? So it's nice to have as a hot drink. Most of the mushrooms are 
um, they're really black. And, and the color black, black color pigment is really the food for the immune system to, to make it simple. Okay. And a lot of them actually buy on the palate, they, they taste very bitter-like. So kind of for people who like coffee, especially I think racing cordyceps are really great with coffee. So the ones who really like coffee, I recommend adding some cordyceps, adding okay. some or the ones who don't want it at all, they can really make great substitutes. You can make uh, nut milk and have some uh, nice other ingredients. And you can really make it like a mocha or a coffee. Um, you can use a little cacao or stuff. With, um, with some simple recipes, you can make it really taste like coffee. And I've actually kind of cheated people. I've given them, I've said I've given them coffee, but really it's half and half saga coffee. And they don't know the difference. Right, right. And they, you know, Good, you know, so. So how about chaga? Tell us a bit about chaga. Well, man, this is, this is really for, for a thing, you know, it's kind of like one of the top three things on our ecosystem. Um, it's been used, you know, roughly four or five hundred years in, 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 in Russia. It's, it's used for against cancer there. Um, it grows in the northern hemisphere. It's on, on birch trees. It grows a few other trees as well, but really the birch tree is the place where you collect it. Um, there's some evidence that you could grow it, but mostly it's always always wild. Like I said, you should collect it from an um, area which is not that, that a lot of uh, pollution. And the thing here is chaga is, at least according to experts like David Winston and those, um, really probably the number one for cancer in our system. And a few reasons for that. One is the amount of antioxidants is just ridiculous. Yeah. In the auric value is not maybe an acting, but um, if a blueberry has 2,400 and cherries, which is often the high antioxidant food, has 8,000, which is true. Yeah. But for chocolate, it depends on the source, of course, where the chocolate comes from, but it's over 50,000. Yeah. 50, 54,000. I've seen even figures 9,000. I'm not sure how they are. But... Roughly uh, seven to eight percent of its weight is antioxidants, and there is these natural killer cells uh, that it boosts in our own body. And um, there is forty-six medicines made out of it, from a betulinic acid or betulin, which is grows in, in chaga. And um, I mean, it just especially the SOD, the superoxide dismutase, this strong, strong antioxidant, it's just full of it. So it's a great thing. And, and just as a final comment, chalk and a few others, mushrooms, are really naturally filled with vitamin D. So that's why fins love it, especially if you take chocolate from the nature and you dry it in the sun, it's just going to be packed with vitamin D too. And I know a lot of people living in, in the northern hemisphere struggle with not getting enough sunlight and they don't want to take pills. I mean, some people, and I don't like taking pills also. So... That's a great way to get into the mushrooms is get your vitamin D through uh, mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Which is the mushroom? Isn't there one mushroom that grows inside the tree? Do you know? This is, and now we get into really specific stuff, is actually the part that you collect from the tree, as in the chaga, yeah. is not really, um, it's not really the mushroom. Like the mycelium is within within like uh, the tree. So actually you're not you're not really collecting the mushroom. It's it's a parasite fungus. Now and here we get into really 
specific science, but really the part that sticks out from the birch tree is not really a mushroom. Right. So it's not really a fun, it's, it's, it's a parasitic part on it. And the actual mushroom is within the tree. Um, it come, kind of comes to heal the, the birch tree. So, but I think this is just nitty gritty details. People, all they need to know is that's the part you eat that sticks out. That's the one you boil or you get it pre-boiled or you do an alcohol extract. And so the last one is talk about reishi. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 the big, I think, uh, and that's the one that people are usually the most aware of. Um, there is probably over two thousand scientific studies on it. On chaga, there's like one thousand six hundred. After ginseng and marijuana, it's probably the most studied herb in the world. Wow. It, it's uh, so reishi. There is a lot of science behind it. Um, there's several thousands of years of usage in, in China. And I think a lot of people are familiar with that in the health food sector. So, and why is it big? Just like the other mushrooms, again, great for the immune system. It's antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, antifungal, actually. Like, a lot of these mushrooms, the best mushrooms, are antifungal. So <laughs> people who have fungal problems, good for them. Can, but you, for, can you explain why that is, if people, people might find that confusing? <laughs> takes a while. Maybe the easiest way to talk from the high level is fungi, as in general, are way more closer to humans than bacteria or plants. Okay? They, they, they're roughly like half of the human DNA is the same as with the fungi. So we're really close to fungi as in, in evolution. The bad part is that when we get, when we get affected by the same diseases as the fungi, so candida is another stuff, right? We the same sicknesses that hit mushrooms hit human beings. Now the good part is with the medicinal mushrooms that the same part that cure mushrooms can also cure people, right? So you must know that fungal diseases really affect humans really strongly, but at the same time, the same stuff in the mushrooms that can heal mushrooms can also heal human beings. So this is the most simplest way I can answer that question. It's not 100% accurate, but it's, it's the way to look at it. Is, uh, we're very close to mushrooms, and that's why both healing and the destroying elements are there. Do people use them externally at all? You know, if they have fungal infections, you know, say on their toes or their fingers, can you use the mushrooms externally? Especially job. Especially job. This is, a, this is one thing a lot of people don't know when it comes to extraction methods. Um, so hot water is the most common, is really the best for the immune system. Alcohol is one if you suffering from cancer and stuff like that, like in general. There's a third one which people don't know, is that's through lipids, like like oils. You can do extracted through oils. And chaga has the betulinic acid, the betulin I mentioned, where there's 46 drugs made out of. And it's really for the skin. I mean, it's probably the thing for your skin health. And you could do, for example, to cacao butter, you could make foam chaka a skincare product, which would probably be wow, just... Wow, that would be amazing. That would be just absolute hardcore, like one of the best things out there. And it's getting, the word is out there, one of our business partners just uh, wrote a big book on chaka. Um, David Wolf just came this year, a book about chaka. So I think people are, are, are starting to uh, learn more about this. Well, co uh, you use coconut oil in chaga because coconut oil is antifungal as well, isn't it? But um, yeah, definitely you can you can use it um, through the skin as well. Yeah, true. Well, we were in reishi, right? Yes. So reishi, I, 
Um, all of the major reasons, antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial, these are all great. What is really for why I think it's called spiritual mushroom? It's called the queen of the mushroom, where Chaga is the king. Um, for the yogis, they say that it opens up the crown chakra. Yeah. And how, how that really happens like, is it really calms your body down. With uh, roasted, I think it's some of the best anti-stress anti-stress foods in the world. It really, um, if, if you have high LDL cholesterol, it balances it out. If you, have, if you have problems with your blood sugar, it will balance it out. It will calm you down, right, a lot. I mean, if you're hyperactive, it will force you to sleep. So actually, some people who eat in the for the first time, it's just going to feel sleepy all the time. And that's because the, you've been hyperactive. You've been in the flight or fight situation, and it forces you to sleep and sleep deep. So a lot of people actually notice the main benefit of Reishi is help you to go to the deep delta phase sleep, and that's the rejuvenating sleep. And for some people who are already relaxed, it will just energize them. But I think most people, uh, especially the Western world, it's it's the ultimate anti-stress, anti-stress food. Um, I have done um, quite a few interviews on mushrooms, but I think it is so important and it's something that I think people really enjoy hearing about. But something I'd like you to go over again, if you could, is we always mention about the polysaccharides and, and how they uh, are really effective with cancer. Could you just explain a bit for people what actually the polysaccharides are? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so basically, first I need to give a disclaimer here. Um, polysaccharides are also, um, even though they're important sales factor when it comes to um, to mushrooms, um, the measurements behind them are not like hundred percent accurate. Or different people measure them differently, and different polysaccharides are mentioned. And not all the polysaccharides are necessarily exactly health promoting. So don't fall into that marketing trap where they say huge numbers unless it's really like accurate. So just a disclaimer in the beginning. Are basically carbs. I mean, uh, they're long carbohydrates molecules that are are big, and it's often it's the, in mushrooms it's called chitin or cellulose where you get them. Uh, but polysaccharides can be found, I think, in aloe, goji, and then mushrooms. And now there's different kinds of polysaccharides. These complex carbohydrates. And the really the big things are if you talk about cancer, it's beta glucans or alpha glucans and uh, and these are common source for our body's energy they're, they're dietary fibers as well so the carbohydrates dietary fibers and they tend to help um, help with our cholesterol levels um, they tend to help with our 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 immune system especially the, the beta glucans there and and this is not this is nothing like like really new. I mean, the drug industry knows this extremely well. This is com completely common knowledge. And uh, polysaccharides or beta glucans these are well known. And there's a lot of research on them. You can just Google tons and tons of papers on them. But um, um, I'm trying to figure out how to tell this in a very simple way. Is it's really scientific? I mean, I have a degree in chemistry, but it really sometimes even bugs me out. Like I don't get it. <laughs> So basically, there's there's stuff that don't really they're they're not that insoluble with water. They're the fibers, the carbs, and some of them are really good energy source for us. 
helps with um, helps with our immune system to get this uh, the nutrients they need. That's kind of a simple way to put it. And mushrooms are just abundant on it. Um, but there is definitely different kinds of polysaccharides. So when you, when somebody says polysaccharides, you should really know what kind of polysaccharides. And I don't think extracting a certain polysaccharide is good as eating the whole mushrooms. And I think that's why you should try to eat as many different kinds of medicinal mushrooms as possible, even though chocolate and reishi is probably the cold mushrooms in the beginning for the next few months. So I don't know, did I give a concrete answer here? It's kind yeah, of yeah. different. But they, they actually um, cause the breakdown of cancer cells, don't they? Yes. So, um, I mean, I don't know how much do I say in publicly, but um, yes, they do help your immune system. For example, if you have an, the... They're like immunostimulants, so, um, or immunomodulators, the mushrooms. So basically, if your immune system is inactive, it helps it to become active. And if it's hyperactive, it will balance it out. So it really protects naturally your immune system to fight against cancer. I mean, the studies show that one in two will probably get cancer in your lifetime. But in real life, I think every one of us will get cancer cells in our body momentarily. It's just that your body's ability to fight against them. Foreign foreign cells in your body probably happens way more often than we think. Uh, But um, your body needs to be strong to fight against it. And polysaccharides help your body to be strong when you get it. There's so many toxins and pathogens in the world, it's almost impossible for anybody anymore to avoid not getting those. So it's more to keep your body strong to fight against Brilliant. So, all your all your um, teas—they just come in little sachets, don't they? And there's just powder in them, so you put them straight into a cup, and it's the mushroom with stevia, isn't it? Yeah. So quickly. So my experience of different herbal products is few uh, few challenges. One is you often have millions of ingredients, not enough of the kind of the active ingredient, yeah. the main ingredient. So you have a few milligrams of stuff. So we wanted to make a product that is really potent. So um, many of the products we have is we have 1,500 milligrams of mushroom, strong mushroom extract. I mean, I can give you the polysaccharide numbers. It's like 30, whereas in many cases you will see products on the market with like 8, 10, 12. Right. But it's not the measurements are 100% accurate. Um, and then you can have to combine them preferably with some Really good with mushrooms is vitamin C. Vitamin C helps. So we have products that are meant for smoothies with combined mushrooms with vitamin, natural vitamin C from rosehip. It's a really great way. But if you want to make a hot drink, the vitamin C will be destroyed. So in this product, we wanted to combine it with something that helps it with absorption. We have mint and anise there to help it also with the taste a bit, but help it to absorb better. So it's not the foods or herbs you eat, it's the ones that get absorbed. Mm-hmm. And then licorice root, which is also an adaptogen, but the Chinese use it as a harmonizer of recipes. So we have there some licorice root. Mm-hmm. And then finally, because of the really, really bitter taste, and because we don't want people to use really bad sweeteners, or anything, we have a hint of stevia there. I mean, um, stevia, you better be really careful that you don't overuse it. So you really need a really... Um, 0.00 grams of it, and it's already going to sweeten now without calories or without sugar. Because, I mean, 
we will, we like ourselves, we like like coconut palm sugar and stuff like that. But the problem is like most people are in that situation where they cannot handle sugars anymore because of the cancer and because of the immune system. So we want to totally make sugar-free product, um, calorie-free in that way to make it really good for everybody, uh, not just for some people. So. And I like them because they're handy because you can just carry a few in your bag, you know, and then if you're out, you can just get some hot water somewhere and you've got an instant drink. That's the thing. I mean, um, in the drug industry, there's these products for you if you have a cold. I don't know what you have in the UK. Oh, yeah, uh, sip. Yeah, exactly. You you boil it like hot water on top yeah. of these. Yeah. It's full of chemicals. I mean, it's, it's not very natural, is it? No. So what make a natural version for if you're getting a flu or a cough, a sachet where you can carry it around and just combine it with your tea or coffee. And yeah. go. So we kind of wanted to make a natural product um, to replace those. So. Brilliant. Brilliant. So we have them on the website and your website is, is it just for sigmafoods.com? Yeah, and uh, we try to write information to people about mushrooms and let the word out. So you can visit our website or our Facebook page. So. Brilliant. Lovely. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye.